This podcast is a feature segment pulled right from the full Green Divas radio show. Enjoy. All right. Well, this is really a big honor for me. We've been I've been personally following this guy for many years and if you haven't heard from him, crawl out from under your rock and check him out. He's really an advocate for so many things and he's tying the need for environmental um, awareness with social justice and human rights in so many ways. Van Jones, who is an activist, he's an author. One of the books is The Green Collar Economy, which is specific to what we talk about here. He's the founder of Green for All, among many other organizations that are doing wonderful work for social justice and social economy, uh, social environmentalism. He's also worked for President Obama. So let's just launch in. Hi, Van. How are you? Oh, I'm really glad to be on the phone with you, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm like stumbling. I'm like a little fangirl, you know. Uh, uh, you're, you're a hero to many of us who very kind. believe in the work that you're doing and, and the importance of it. So one of the things that we thought we'd talk about today was what's going on with Obama's clean power plan. Well, I think it's probably the, the biggest uh, climate victory that you never heard of. Um, right. Basically, over the course of the summer, the president uh, re- revealed uh, uh, through the EPA new rules that all the big, dirty power plants are going to have to comply with to basically clean up their act. Now, people remember when he first came into office, he said he was going to take on climate, and he wanted to do it with uh, the cap-and-trade bill, right. which is you know, very pro-business, uh, pro-market. Uh, very similar to stuff that Mitt Romney and others had endorsed, um, Paul, uh, John McCain and others had endorsed. Yeah. But you know, once he decided he was going to be for it, and suddenly <laughs> the Republicans said it was socialism, they couldn't touch it. We're like, isn't this your idea? This is such so, an oppositional environment, isn't it? Yeah, very dysfunctional, very tribal. Yeah. Very tribal environment. It's weird, um, yeah. Just, so what happened is that because he could not get it done through the legislature, uh, he noticed that the Supreme Court had given George W. Bush the authority and the power under the Clean Air Act to directly regulate carbon. He goes, well, hold on a second. I don't have to go crawling through this crazy minefield of of Congress. I can just take uh, the EPA, which Richard Nixon created, and the Clean Air Act, which Richard Nixon created, and the conservative Robert Supreme Court, and use that authority to tell the polluters to pollute less. And he did that. And what that means is that in all 50 states, there will be... uh, tables and debates and discussions set up to figure out how to implement those rules. Yeah. Now, you can implement those rules in a way where you can create an awful lot of jobs in solar and weatherization and wind en- energy, and I think Americans should be waking up to the possibility yeah. to, to create a bunch of jobs here. I mean, think about like what uh, Roosevelt did with the, the New Deal and all of the, the WPA and all the stuff that got done and some wonderful work that got done during that time to help lift everybody out of that depression. And, of course, we're coming out of our economic difficulties. And uh, what a great way to do it, to, to create this new infrastructure, right? Well, ab- absolutely. And, and the, the good thing about it is that, um, in this case, it's just about uh, uh, you don't have to change the public, public expenditures. You just change the public rules. You know, these, these uh, polluters have been uh, you know, subsidized to the hilt mainly by being able to pollute for free. 
you know, you and I can't pollute for free. If you walk out your front door and throw a, <laughs> a, a can on the ground, you're going to get a fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, but these right. big mega polluters can dump out megatons of carbon, you know, uh, year after year and never pay one single penny. Yeah. Not, if, you, if you got a $25 fine for littering, you just paid $25 more than any big polluter in the United States has ever had to pay at the federal level for dumping out megatons of carbon. So the great thing about changing the rules the way the president has done is that without uh, changing uh, you know, your, your tax uh, payment, the, guess what? All these polluters have to say, well, crap, we, we're going to have to net, net reduce pr- pr- uh, pollution, but we aren't going to uh, reduce our energy production. What does that mean? You're going to have to be more efficient, and you're going to have to have more clean energy. That means solar jobs, solar contracts, energy efficiency jobs, weatherization jobs, contracts for that. So this is a huge opportunity. The thing that people don't talk about enough is that the green economy is the best, best pathway to more work, more wealth, and better health. Yeah. You want to start taking the asthma inhalers out of people's pockets. You want to start giving people contracts and jobs and putting people to work again. Just uh, move in a clean energy direction because that is going to be where so much of the job growth is coming. We're in the middle of a solar energy boom right now because the cost of solar has really just fallen through the floor. And so that's bad for the solar manufacturers because a lot of them got put out of business. But the solar distributors, the solar installers, it is a great opportunity for them. And any consumer right now, if you have a house that has a roof, uh, which I think is most houses, <laughs> you should be looking at putting up solar panels right now. The cost is just unbelievably low. Yeah, if not if not solar panels, at least a green roof. Sure, something. I, I saw your video of uh, with the green roofs. That was a very, uh, very cute and informative. I also was watching your video, your TED Talk on economic injustice of plastic, and it was a brilliant message about about the people that are most affected by pollution, whether it's plastic or the carbon going into our atmosphere and, and causing more asthma. People often see folks um, uh, you know, fussing at people around having the plastic water bottles. And, you know, we all use them occasionally. I've been uh, chastised or sometimes using them on a stage. You know, you're, you're up there, you're dying, somebody hands you a plastic yeah. water bottle. I'm yeah. not going to throw it, hit somebody in the head with it. They've already handed it to me. It's open. <laughs> but, um, uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's really, it does create problems because Literally at the point of the production, uh, you, know, you go down to uh, Cancer Alley down there in Louisiana where yeah. a lot of this plastic is, is manufactured. A lot of sick kids, a lot of cancer. And then where it's, it's disposed of, you say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm recycling. I'm, I'm great. I'm recycling. Well, you should recycle. It's better than just throwing it on the ground or, or putting it in a landfill. But some of these recyclers are not that ethical, and sometimes they just ship them over to China, and, yeah. and you've got kids just burning the plastic and melting it down, and they're getting sick. So it basically, uh, I mean, listen, we all use plastic. It's, it's, we live in a plastic uh, society, um, but you should, you should try to use less of it. And I'm never, I'm not going to be one of these guys. That, you know, I'm, you're, you're, you use one plastic water bottle, you're responsible for the destruction of the planet. Oh, it's impossible. Um, I, 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 I use them too if they hand them to me, but um, honestly, it's it's a bigger problem than most people know. You know, I did this Rodales. They had this challenge. They had a bunch of media people try not to use any new plastic for an entire month. It was plastic-free February. I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, I hate plastic. I'm good. I got my glass jars, blah, blah, blah. I just became so painfully aware how difficult it is. I mean, 
I know that there are certain things. I mean, there's medical devices that require plastic, and plastic sure. can save lives. But I think it's just a, it's it's almost like it's another resource, and we have to really be mindful about how we use it. I think that's true. You know, one thing I'm, I'm so proud of, you know, being one of the founders of Green for All. Not green for some. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're green for all. And, you know, greenforall.org is um, a resource center for people who are really interested in this stuff. Often people associate the environmental cause with very elite, a very privileged, very wealthy constituency. And I think that the right. media really tries to, to, to push that image because it limits how many people identify with the cause. But the reality is that, you know, uh, African Americans, Latinos, when you poll our communities, mm-hmm. actually poll off the charts and poll better than the average white voter on environmental issues, uh, in part because, frankly, we don't spend a lot of time watching Fox News yeah. and you know, some of these other outlets that confuse a big part of the white population. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're looking very you know, honestly at the facts and, and the idea that, hey, listen, you know, we want to live in cleaner neighborhoods. We want to have cleaner air. We want to have cleaner water. And there's not a big constituency inside of our community saying, well, all that stuff is, is socialism and it's going to you know, destroy you know, freedom. <laughs> and so therefore, our communities actually tend to be much more supportive politically yeah. um, and also um, are much more open to solutions, even if you say that it may cost more to have clean air and clean water. Um, African-Americans and Latinos say that's fine. Uh, they, they understand the public health uh, implications. So Really, the actual environmental movement is much broader than most people think. It's much more diverse than most people know. Yeah. It's much more um, hopeful and optimistic than most people understand because uh, people are looking for Nobody thinks if you're a Latino kid growing up someplace in, in, in Texas that you're going to get a great job in a coal mine. Yeah. You know, African Americans in Ohio thinking they're going to get great jobs on oil, oil rigs. Right. But all of those young people can imagine uh, uh, having a, a solar future, having a, a future where energy efficiency with computers is is a big part, and we got we got to lift those voices up a lot better than we do. And Green for All is focused on that. Yeah, it's it's really an important piece that that we've been trying to focus on more and more. And so I I appreciate what Green for All is doing, and we we've got we as Green Divas and with our platform uh, really are committed to trying to to be more focused on that because it is for all. So I, I'm, I'm watching videos kind of preparing for this, and I see that you get a shout-out from President Obama. I mean, how many people are, you know, get a shout-out from President Obama? Well, um, <laughs> he's a pretty generous guy, so I'm sure quite a few, but we sure were happy when he gave me one. Uh, um, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was about your work with criminal justice uh, reform. Sure. You know, to me, it's all one struggle. It's all one fight. It's all one cause. Uh, we don't have any throwaway resources. We don't have any throwaway species. We also don't have any throwaway neighborhoods or, or yeah. nations or children either. Yeah. It's all precious. It's all sacred. When you have mass extinction of our sister and brother species and mass incarceration of our sisters and brothers, yeah. uh, you know, there's something wrong with our civilization. Something has gotten way off track. Uh, you know, the United States alone as kind of still the center of the world economy, challenged somewhat by China, but still we're the dominant, uh, main uh, dominant force as, as, as consumers, if not as producers. You know, we are still producing 25% of the world's greenhouse gases and 25% of the world's prisoners, even though we only have 5% of the world's population. Yeah. Now, when you only have 5% of the world's population and one out of every four carbon molecules cooking the planet is coming from you, 
and you only have 5% of the world's population, and one out of four people locked up anywhere in the world are locked up by you, and you're the land of the free, and you say you believe in America the beautiful, well, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, what's um, How much with? beauty are we, are we defending and supporting when we're you know, messing up the whole climate, and how much freedom can you have when you have such a massive prison industry. Well, so we're fight, we fight the polluters and the prisons. Yeah, I, I really i am so with you on that. It's very upsetting, and we could probably talk about that for another 20 minutes. But again, thank you for, for that. So what's the next big thing? What's your next big exciting project that we want to know about? Well, I just want people to know that they can support uh, Green for All, greenforall.org, in our effort to make sure that the clean power plan, Obama's new climate rules, get rolled out in a way that really includes everybody, uplifts everybody. You can cut carbon a lot of ways, but I think you should, when you cut carbon, you should cut poverty, too. When you yeah. cut carbon, you should cut poverty, too. When you cut carbon, you should cut, cut hopelessness, too, by creating more jobs in solar, more jobs in weatherization, more jobs in energy efficiency, more jobs in uh, wind uh, energy, wind technology. And uh, you know, greenforall.org is a, is a real clearinghouse for these efforts. And you know, I'm so proud that uh, Vien Trung, who is going to be just a, a massive global ecological uh, heroine, um, young attorney who just joined our, our oh. team, and she's now running Green for All. And, uh, oh, good. Well, amazing. we'll have to talk to her, too. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're off to the races with Green for All. All right. Well, that's really exciting, and we will definitely be in touch as that progresses and hopefully speak with her. In the meantime, thank you again for all that you're doing, and uh, hope you have some wonderful holidays. Well, you too, and, and thank, thanks uh, to, to you for your great work and, and lifting up the voice and giving people like me an opportunity to be heard. The podcast you just listened to was a feature segment pulled right from the Green Divas radio show. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Green Divas Radio Show. Be sure to look for this and other Green Diva Network podcasts on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Swell Radio, and Spreaker. Get social with the Green Divas on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Subscribe to the Green Divas YouTube channel to watch them in action. And for all the latest good green news, visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. 